Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. This week's bi-weekly episode is called, It Feels Biblical. What about parenting is plaguing you? Torn Tribe, we know that burnout during parenting is a real thing. And it's unlike any other type of burnout. Because typically when we're burnt out with work, we just stop performing. <laughs> when we're burnt out with life, we stop showing up. But with parenting, that is, I guess you can do that, but it's just not acceptable. And more people are impacted that are closer to you. And really, you know, it's not fair. So we're here to provide some awesome tips on how to identify the signs that parenting is plaguing you strategies and solutions that you can do to help yourself resolve that in a healthy manner, and then acceptance that it's a reality that all parents will face at one time or another. So we're excited to have you back with us this week, and we look forward to diving into this topic with you. Me, how are you doing? How are you? Um, pretty, I'm pretty good on this end, and in the midst of real winter, Finally, in New York, it's below 35 degrees every morning. You're experiencing real winter, and I'm experiencing a confusion. I had 20 robins in my backyard for some reason. They kind of beat the groundhog. <laughs> I have no idea. Is spring coming early? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, you don't know what to expect. It's just been a very strange winter or start of winter because I know we're, we have the long haul and we'll be here till March. But um, it's between colds and just feeling that chill in the morning that kind of makes it harder to, you know, have pep in your step to get started with the day. Um, it's just confu it's confusing psychologically, physically. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Robins, here you are. Um, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they're the symbol for our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> they're the way out of the plague. <laughs> so it's interesting um, when thinking about parenting and feeling plagued by it at times, to how to identify the signs that that's how you're feeling. And memes, honestly, like the reason this topic resonated for me is because for the past, I don't know, like three months, I've been dreading bath time. Like I am tired of bathing little people. And so Torn Tribe, just to give you a picture of that, I give my sons, my seven-year-old and my five-year-old, and maybe some of you are thinking, man, it's time for them to do it on their own. Okay. But <laughs> the truth is because I don't like them being smelly and my seven-year-old and my five-year-old aren't really cognitively 
independent for like tying shoes or putting on clothes. I figured bath would be kind of raising the bar for them too much. But it's been plaguing me because the reason I know it's a plague is because I feel fatigued by it. Like, and I dread it. Like, there is no joy. And this is the thing when they were infants that, like, I used to, like, rock, scissor, paper, says shoot with my husband about and hope that I would win to be able to give them the bath. And now I'm like, does anybody want to do it? <laughs> anyone? Anyone at all? Yeah, anybody? <laughs> no, I totally understand. The other, uh, the part of my what's what plagues me is the end of the day pickup after work um for so long i did drop off and pick up and it just feels like an unmanageable expectation to get the morning going and get the day ended getting going and getting the day ended in a efficient way that I could always be where I needed to be barring traffic in New York never never really felt realistic so I definitely can relate to like what are the signs and it's that short fuse and avoidance because I would find myself in cycles of like not wanting to leave the task I was leaving incomplete and yet being very frustrated at pushing my time because of traffic and so the short fuse and avoidance kind of worked cyclically together for me. So I, I definitely can relate to that feeling. Yeah, and I think it's key to identify the sign first. Um, you know, so we name some of them like fatigue, dread, avoidance. Um, I would also say just we begin to realize or think, at least mentally, this is the mantra I have, like, I see no value in the activity, which obviously bathing my kids, obviously there is value. So the false, but it's the justification. They like kick it out a day. Like, oh, you guys stayed home all day. So we'll do that in the morning. And then the morning comes and you're like, we'll do that in the afternoon. And then the afternoon comes, you know, when you start doing that, procrastination is another great sign that you're getting burnt out of an activity. Um but, you know, for some parents, this doesn't have to be bath time or end of day routines. It could also be meals. Like, I literally was saying today, I can't stand being human and needing to eat three meals a day. Like, who has time for that? Who has time to prep and sit down and clean up? It's a whole show. It's a whole shebang. And when you're doing that three times a day for yourself and then someone else, it could be draining. So completely understandable. I can definitely see this applying to laundry of the household because there, no matter, I've tried strategies of like getting it done all at once. And no matter when that day is, it comes around quicker and quicker every time. <laughs> and if you do smaller, then you feel smaller, like uh, intervals, then you feel like you're doing it all the time. And I think it's just the things that are repetitive that can almost feel like intrusive to something that would feel restorative um, because I know the laundry thing is it's like keeping it top of mind 
because you have to wait and sync it up. Well, I tried to sync it up where it's like, this is coming out, this is going in to the dryer, hanging this, folding this. and But it's like such a drawn out process, the putting it away in the drawers and the separate rooms and which only leads to the next routine of planning clothes for the week or anticipating outfits for sports or dance bag being prepped. And so I feel like many of these things could be associated to something routine that is a dependency of your child or any other family member that you also feel like I know in my single life, I would cut corners for myself in a way that I wouldn't do. For the Wear those jeans now. five times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, eh, thank God for flannel shirts. Um, exactly. So, so, you know, we'd love to hear, Torn Tribe, some of the specific things for you that are doing it. But I think thinking about that relationship, when is it that you feel very fatigued? When are you procrastinating? And what what is feeling like it's really burning your candle at both ends and leaving you um, spent? Yeah, because me and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the ones that feel routine or happen so frequently mm-hmm. that they're draining you. So other ones I can think of driving driving your little people places <laughs> and then, then they're like oh can we get a play date who's picking you up because oh, <laughs> even when they're older like my nail tech she was just describing her high school students desire to go like he went bowling close to brooklyn like we're on the border of new you know like uh queens brooklyn long island and he decided to go to get dropped off some and then get picked. and she's like I'm always, it's like Miss Miss Mimi's gonna be waiting for me and I'm like you can always give me a ring like I totally can relate um you can always give me a ring if you need a couple of minutes but we are their car service and it like you're saying you're littles but it lasts for so long and it actually gets more inconvenient the older they are that they literally think you're their uber it's like can you pick me up it do, the hours don't matter the distance doesn't matter they add other pickups um parents are gonna need an app it's like this yeah. sounds like an uber black and i'm gonna need a tip for this today <laughs> yeah definitely so identify those signs torn tribe um when you're headed towards feeling like it's a plague coming your way and you need to do an exodus um, because it it is important to sit down and strategize. Because like you said, memes, when it was just us, yeah, we cut corners. Yes, we sacrifice and we can do without. But to be a healthy parent, um, we can't do that to our children. You can't make them wear the same clothes for five days when they have an option to not. (laughs) And I also can't boycott bathing them when they should get bathed. (laughs) So to be healthy parents, you know, me and memes, we're thinking about different strategy solutions that we can propose and that we've actually done ourselves in our personal lives. So for the bathing scenario, I shared the ages because yes, there are many parents that allow their five and seven-year-old, no judgment, to bathe themselves. And it's because they're not as controlling as me. And that's my fault, right? So I'm turning bath time into a plague because I haven't let go and let grow. <laughs> so 
Um, so I'm actually trying to embrace that. So we're on like an every other night schedule. They bathe themselves. My seven-year-old at least, not my five-year-old. I'm still bathing my five-year-old every <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, uh, you still don't know the nooks and crannies to get at. So, <laughs> that little boy. For me, it's, it's yeah. dinner. It, it's meal time. It's um, Omar and I are on different sides. And Omar's like, I just don't think we should be feeding our almost seven-year-old. <laughs> and I just want to know the task is done. Like it already is something that takes it, no matter who is preparing and who like it just takes so much to get to the show. <laughs> and then you're just like socializing because I seriously, um, our little one, it's just a social event. She just wants to talk. She wants to tell jokes. She wants to catch up. She wants to tell riddles or wordle, but she doesn't touch a utensil for the first 15 20 minutes um and then i would love suggestions because it's like what is the way to let go and let grow um with being conscientious and still making sure she gets what is is there some other she's not really a smoothie um shake kind of kid she'll she'll she tries it a little, but it's not enough. I always feel like I'm doing an extra meal because I do my mom's go-to farina for her to make sure she has something warm in her belly. But it just doesn't feel sustainable. But that couldn't be the alternative to dinner every night. You want to make sure they're having, you know, she brings home her placemat of her food groups. I'm like, interesting. Let's see if this is inspirational <laughs> because you're learning that it's essential and yet I still feel like this is just going to be a prop for your mealtime socializing. <laughs> right. Finding that balance, like in the midst of letting go and letting grow, finding the balance of healthy and safe <laughs> with your child. Um, so Torn Tribe would love to hear advice on things that are either plaguing you and it's simply because you refuse to let go and let grow and what are some safe healthy ways that we can start letting our children grow up and um, learn these life skills i would say another strategy solution that i have found that works is voicing the need for help and this is huge for me torn tribe i'm a doer i don't really speak often surprise surprise i know there's a podcast you hear me talking yapping all the time but actually in my day-to-day -day, i'm rather silent and i just do and i liken myself to a work mule <laughs> like i just do it i see dirty dishes i clean the dirty dishes i see laundry piling up i just do the laundry i see dirty I bathe the dirty kids and I don't typically slow down enough to ask for help. And it's one of the things that early on in my parenting journey that used to frustrate me so much because I'm like, yo, man, you see this and you walk <laughs> right past it. Yeah. And it's still sometimes a thing that gets under my skin with my boys because I'm like, why did you just walk past your own lunchbox that needs to be emptied? Why? <laughs> why you see for it for me it's the things on it's the shoes multiple shoe pairs of shoes out or walking by like an item on the i'm like you don't see it you're just gonna walk around it you're not gonna pick it up you're not gonna get it out of the way 
it's like not an inconvenience to you yeah <laughs> i just don't or, get it or they just not only that they don't only just walk around sometimes they actually like step on it i'm like but you just <laughs> came in contact with it and just kept moving how so boy needs so i no longer assume that they see the need <laughs> and that they're going so i actually voice i'm like i am so tired of baths you're gonna bathe yourself and we're gonna get on this every other day schedule and then for the other child me and dad are gonna split this thing <laughs> like mm -hmm. we are gonna alternate because i cannot do this for seven days in a row um I and i think it's okay one. to get to that part yeah definitely i paired this one with the saying voicing it and like hearing other perspectives because saying it out loud for me is a way of moving to resolution the more internal it is the more stressful it becomes for me and it but as soon as I start conversing about a concern I can usually come up with at least two or three alternatives options perspective shift that can help me move towards getting that help or it can be helpful yeah. in and of itself just to like converse about it. Correct. And I think you're right. Like moving towards getting that help. And I will say this Torn Tribe, it is okay to outsource. Yeah. <laughs> like I know women that feel guilty about either. And I, I mean, outsource sometimes in my eyes is like, yeah, my husband's going to do that. Like mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So they're, they're not on women. my to-do list. Yeah, outsource is everything that's not mine. It yeah, how close I, I in proximity or how far in proximity? If or it's the price tag, if it's something <laughs> like, I'm ordering to get shipped home versus going to pick it up myself, if it's someone else doing, because we do so many of the executive functions. Like, I really do find myself at a shorter fuse for event planning and the details like I'm in the midst of an event right now and got a real like unexpected request denied of like we're not catering in-house and I really had to count myself down <laughs> the idea <laughs> because it really was the task of like just submitting a request internally when it comes back and it goes out it's is the vendor going to have all the pieces? Is there going to be like a little something in that order that's going to be a one-off that has to get picked up? Is it adding something to one of us on the team or multiple on the team to execute the same thing will not just be one source in-house handling it? And it just adds so many things. So at home, it really is a short fuse for being the one who thinks through all the planning, all the purchasing, um, the logistics and then executing as well, uh, you know, to be in the mental state to then do the thing, have the thing, whatever it is, always feels high stakes because it's something I do in both arenas. And it just takes a lot. It takes a lot of mental capacity. It takes a lot of forethought. Um, and so I, I definitely always think, like take away the guilt and do what, Every you have to do to get it done that's within the means that you can get it done and so for me some of that is the is very thankful for the retired grandparents very thankful for anyone 
who like gets in the mix and is like, oh, I can help with that. Or like I said, even just the talking through something so that it feels like it's closer to completion or being planned is really helpful for me. Yeah, and I think outsourcing and voicing the need for help go hand in hand also, because like you're saying, it when you're outsourcing, sometimes that isn't the best strategic solution to solve your plaguing situation, because mm-hmm. sometimes putting in another hand requires more work than what it's worth. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But I would say put it up on the board and see if that works for your particular situation, because it is worth looking at. Like I know for the longest time, like cleaning our household to maintain it for family was plaguing me because I'm like, when, when will I do this? And when I was doing it, I, I became a militant because I was like, oh my gosh, I just spent two hours swiffering all of this. Now we're all just going to stand here and look (laughs) and we're not going to (laughs) eat. And so that's not healthy. (laughs) So people got to eat, people got to live in the house. It's pretty unattainable. Yeah, so it was unrealistic. So um, just recognizing where it's actually going to make your life easier and turn your plague into praises rather than continue to squash your spirit. Because I think the audience here, including us, our heart for parenting is that we thoroughly want to enjoy it in its reality not in the TV made up episode of everything's great and everything's going to resolve itself in the last five minutes of the episode, but in knowing that it is hard and that it is energy like taking and that the reality is that you're going to have a child or multiple children that don't see eye to eye that are moving at a hundred miles per hour And you might have a spouse or a partner or significant other be co-parenting with someone that's adding the same mix chaos (laughs) to the situation. But how do we still remain in a praise posture towards parenting? So outsourcing is definitely high on my list. You know, I've shared before in our household, we have a nanny and that took four kids to get to that decision. I know, messed up, but it took four kids for me and Steve to just voice the fact that we needed help and open our arms to receiving the help. But I think it links to our last strategy, which is reevaluating how you execute something, right? I think we sometimes are so tied to how we believe it should be done or how we've been known to do it before or what we are aware of. I am thoroughly grateful for the internet, for the access to information. I I didn't always side on the side of like vlogs and blogs, but the fact that everything is there and I can be very specific to say, what is the best way to plan this? What are ideas about making this special? What is a way you can customize X? And you can do it for pretty much any system. <laughs> or any event or any upcoming thing and get tons of ideas. You can listen to podcasts, you can share with your friends. So I think being flexible, and I think for me, sometimes I really only have in mind the things I've seen or known. And and I really do welcome, like once I get that light shines in to like look at it differently, flip it, have another perspective, 
I can usually vote and rate what I think will work for us. Yeah. And I like that reevaluating execution because it gives you freedom to start fresh and start something new. And kind of like you were saying with laundry, Mimi, like we've changed it so many different times and for every season it has its place, right? So mm -hmm. yes, our laundry, <laughs> our poor machines. And I'm always like, I always feel like I'm getting a new washer dryer because literally they run every day. <laughs> for hours if my washer and dryer can speak and if they were people they'd be overworked so and, and it's simply for that for the reason because we have so many kids and then so many sports and why do we only have one jersey that we use for everything when we buy um but anywho, so to deal with that and like rethink how you actually get it done but identify that you're heading towards that route of feeling like parenting's a plague, then strategize solutions by voicing the need for help, letting go and let grow where appropriate, outsource where appropriate, and then reevaluating um, how you execute said task. And then the last, the last advice um, from us Torn Tribe is acceptance accepting yeah. the fact that parenting is just like every other aspect of our life we are going to get burnt out and it is going to feel like a plague at times and that is not wrong because i know i i'm from the generation where our parents never took a break mm -hmm. i don't think that's right or wrong <laughs> i just we need to not have the same mentality and think that because they didn't take a break, that means I don't deserve a break. And because I'm a parent, that I'm a superhero and I could just do it all. No, I think that's unrealistic. I think we need to accept the fact that most of us are trying to balance career and parenting at the same time. And we're trying to show up at 110% on both sides. And even if we are that stay-at-home parent, parenting today is so much more high-touch. Like... I know when I was a kid, I went to go play in the alley or play down in my basement or play outside with friends. My kids don't do that. That's not a thing that they do. They either play with friends online or a friend comes over for five seconds or we physically have to go somewhere <laughs> to have them hang out with their friend. Like the interactions are so different that it actually causes us parents to have to be more involved. We don't get a break as often. So I, I think it's I, okay. I thought it was also really important to like tie together that somewhere on along this trajectory, it could be the, the way we're responding, right? The dread, the fatigue, the avoidance, it could be the actual, the burnout itself. But I think even if you get to the strategies, sometimes we kind of stand in our way because we don't believe we should be in the predicament. And so I thought, are you know highlighting that we have to accept a shift or we have to accept help or we have to accept that something wasn't where we wanted it to be and that the choice we're making will hopefully bring it to where we want it to be because we put so much on ourselves to feel like it's organic it's natural things just happened and that isn't really whatever gets us like when we think problem solving 
what gets us to the other side is usually a shift, a change in perspective, getting some help, right? And But I don't know that we always apply that in parenting. And so if we don't like close the loop with saying, and what I'm deciding to do and what brought me to this point is okay and give ourselves that permission, I think sometimes we will stay with the problem longer because we just are so resentful that it's even there. And that's a word. <laughs> So Torn Tribe, we would love to hear from you. What about your parenting journey is plaguing you these days? Uh, drop us some advice on, tell me how to do bath time, make it more fun. Or, or to let go and let grow. What are good towelettes or soaps to give your child when they're learning this process of bathing themselves? What's the, what's the body version of dry shampoo? <laughs> yes, please send that our way. Um, and now for our men segment and Torn Tribe, our men segments all about sharing things that help us keep it together and bring some praises parenting journey. And now for our men segment where we share a highlight from the week. I mean, what's mending you these days? So I'm all for a quick turnaround on like something we're, we're trying to work on. And it, it rarely happens. You know, you have to like we were just talking about, you have to like dedicate some time, give it some, let it grow, get traction and see some growth. And I was glad that when we were discussing in the fall, um, encouraging like if you needed to speak to someone and I was sharing it I've gotten back to ch touching base with a therapist we set like a goal about my biggest as an adult growth area continues to be finances and it was just really weighing me down in everything I've achieved all the things that are supposed to tackle this area my awareness my information like doing my homework but it was just discipline and consistency. And I really just shout out to my therapist because in a gentle but firm way, it was just like, you know what you need to do. And so I'm just, what feels mending is that I knew what I needed was like an accountability partner that I named the thing that was like weighing me down the most. And that in a short time I could like make a strategy, but be consistent. And that part of that was like in partnership with O rather than feeling like I needed to do it on my own because of my own shame about my finances, weight about whatever was like making things harder. And then really feeling like what we did has had some traction quickly is a good way to like keep with it. Because the I know for myself, like if quarterly I can't feel progress with a system with a strategy with technology or right like it's very hard to stick with it if you're not feeling something affirming telling you you're on the right track yeah that's that's a huge win yeah so because finances are a huge part of relationships in general and a huge weight factor for parenting so definitely excited for you keep it going <laughs> thank you um, I will share my mend, uh, for the week has been finding time to read Michelle Obama's Becoming book, um, Becoming Michelle Obama. Um, and the reason is because it's so relatable 
<laughs> you know it's like oh yeah i grew up in a city too and it's like seeing the transformation of her school's population and then her going off to college and her experience there and the friends that she meets but what i find the most like intriguing torn tribe is like splat in the middle we see michelle become a mama and the she's struggling with the same things that we all struggle with <laughs> and it makes you no offense obama but it makes you say oh he is that type of man just like every other man <laughs> <laughs> You know, so uh, it was just, you know, it was kind of a joy to see that even the first lady um, was seriously having the same parenting experience as any of us ordinary people. Um, and but I, what I loved was hearing her determination to balance. And I think she uses Mary Tyler Moore and I forget the other reference that she gives to another tv character like trying to balance the career and motherhood um but my favorite favorite part that mended me the most and kind of challenged me was how she goes to an interview with her infant <laughs> <laughs> and she's pretty much like this is me either hire me or don't <laughs> like, and it's just that boldness to not hide and i thought that was very um progressive of her because during that time was the time where we were still hiding the fact that we were parents <laughs> like you just didn't talk about motherhood in the office and you didn't you kind of compartmentalized and because this was written not too recent it just made my jaw drop and it made me realize like now people are being more accepting of the fact that we're not only career women, but we're all also mothers and trying to help bring that balance. And I was like, oh, I just need to get a louder voice yeah. is what, it, what um, I took away from it. And I found that mending. So it, it's been a great read. So No, I, I second that. Um, loving to see someone just in the public eye who makes it seem like it's she's just grace and flawlessness in each of these very like public roles um to feel exact you know feel torn and find things to mend have to be brave and lean in and transform um so thanks for sharing that Torn Tribe, we love to hear from you guys. Want to hear what's mending you these days? Um, and memes, let's tell our folks how to stay connected so they don't miss a beat. You can find us at Torn MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we would love to get an email from you. Please send us a note along to TornMLB at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose, choose grace. grace.